1: What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville! Hope everyone is doing well. Getting ready to put our thinking caps on today. Today we get into some pretty deep stuff, and I'm excited about it. But before we get to all of that, I want to... Thank you all for listening. And I know that we always tell you all how, how appreciative we are of you, our audience. I just want to restate that before we get going how much we love hearing from you all and how much we appreciate your ears and your brains as you listen to this wonderful podcast where we're constantly talking about interesting things, weird things. And today is no exception. With me today is my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe, the Professor. How are you, sir?
0: I am doing well, smiling sincere Barry Johnston,
1: trying to talk about something different, but it's hard <laughs> to do that as you uh, as you fall into your old ways. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. well, look, you've got uh, one. I, we definitely you're right. We appreciate uh, hearing back from all of our listeners. And uh, the, today's episode was uh, kind of in response to that, um, but uh, you know, we we doing these so many episodes. You know, sometimes you you struggle to find a thing to talk about, right? A way to kick it off, right? Uh, and make it interesting. And so sometimes you uh, you know you wander around, and uh, you know, you, when you first get to the party, you just see, oh, hey, I know that guy, I know that guy, and then finally you find your, your the people yeah. you want to be. Absolutely. So anyway, Absolutely. people of Weirdsville, you are our people. Um we always want to be there with you and um and you know, speaking of uh party talk or or whatever. Uh you just got back from uh a little vacay?
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I and went I to uh went went to Savannah, Georgia. And um So Savannah, Georgia has been on my wife's bucket list since we've been together. She's just been, she, you know, it's something from her childhood that she's just got, you know, built up in her head that like, I just have to go to Savannah. And, um, so we did, we got some killer, killer deal on some plane (laughs) tickets. And so I think for both of us to fly out, there was like 250 bucks, like nothing for both of us. Yeah. For both of us round trip. So we're like, you know, and Savannah was on the list. And we're like, okay, yeah, let's do that. And so a, a couple of weeks out, like kind of the way that we work is I kind of plan the meals and like, you know, because I'm a foodie, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I'll I'll kind of plan out kind of what we're going to kind of what we'll eat and and those types of things. Well, in Savannah, if you don't make your reservations like... A month or two in advance, you're going to have a hard time if you want to get into the really nice places. Um, right, right. So we had uh, we got in there on a, a Wednesday night, and we just kind of chilled, and then um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we you know we just basically walked the city. And the cool thing about that area, I'm not sure. Have you ever been there, man? You ever been to mm-hmm. that area? It's very like walkable. And it's like yes. everything is kind of like the historical district um, is kind of like it's it's within, you know, oh, I'd say a square mile or so. Maybe, maybe a little more than that. But it's like old, you know, it's founded in the 1700s, like 1733. So it's like all of these really old, like small streets, mm-hmm. super cute little boutiques. A lot of great restaurants. And um, one of the places that I wanted to hit was a place called the Old Pink House. And it's like one of the places that everybody says, you got to go. You got to go eat there, right? Well, I couldn't get reservations. And so I did a little detective work online and found out that they have a tavern. It's like a speakeasy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a tavern that is located underneath uh, the uh, Old Pink House called the uh, the Planter's Tavern. And, um, and so you get there, you know, four 30, they open at five and, uh, and we were like second in line and, and you walk down these steps and you go, you, and you walk into this bar and it's like walking back into time. It is apparently that, that, uh, I don't think it was called the old pink house back when it was built, but it was one of the places where general Sherman was held up or something like that. It's got all this history. Yeah. And it's like the, it's everything you'll want dimly lit these really old, like we sat at the bar and I was just looking at the beams and I'm thinking, God, if these beams could talk, you know, this old (laughs) wood that's been here since the 1700s or something, you know, like, and it's known to be haunted also. Right. And so, uh, you know, everybody's, like, telling us where we need to be taking pictures and stuff. And so we took a bunch of pictures. And um, the weird thing is, is that, like, we t- we took a few pictures at a few different places that were haunted. And I'm not saying that there was anything in the pictures. But the weird thing was, is that we would take pictures and at least always one or two would be blurry. Like, huh? yeah, it was really weird. And it's huh. like in a succession of like five pictures, you know, and it would be like always like the middle ones or something, you know, it's weird. Interesting. Very strange, man. So anyway, we did that it was awesome. We did the ghost tour, which was so much fun. It was the riding tour and they take you through the city and then and then you get to stop at one of the old historic homes that was built she she was the one that um she created um uh, Girl Scouts, and I can't remember her name. I feel so bad about that, but uh i I think her name is Mrs. Lowe or something like that, but you take a little uh tour of her house and it was so cool. but you know, I'll say this: those homes are are they were built at that time when there's no hallways, really. you know what I'm saying? like the rooms are like room, 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 you know right. it's like there's very little space in between them because you know, back then you had to you had to worry about how to heat a house. You know, of course, air conditioning wasn't yeah. a thing. Obviously, yeah. Um, well,
0: in Savannah, you're probably going to be worried more, concerned more about how to cool a house. How to cool a house, right? You know, keeping it, yeah, re- reasonably, uh, yeah, livable. <laughs>
1: but it's like everything's built on, like the the basement is like the first floor, kind of. You know, it's like it's like it's everything's built up. You know, so it's right. like, uh, because always, cause like the flooding and, and, uh, and the tides and, you know, obviously yeah. hurricanes, things like that come through, but, um, it was such a good time man. and we like, I bet you every day we'd walk four or five miles just like checking stuff out. We went to the old cemetery outside of town that like, uh, that movie, uh, midnight in the garden of good and evil, that movie was, was filmed. Some of it was filmed there, um took some pictures of an old grave there of a of a young child that is supposedly haunted her name's gracie it's a big thing you know um it, it was just i'm telling you we had such a great time i didn't know what to expect i'd been to savannah once but i never really got a chance to to tool around downtown so um really amazing they have a river walk there that um you know was built way back when you know probably i'm gonna guess before that area was actually settled because it's a port and you know those old those old port areas are so cool because it's all cobblestone and like it's just like you're stepping back into time so i came away from that trip thinking that everyone needs to know about savannah so i've (laughs) I've been telling everybody if you get a chance you will if you especially if you're into this podcast and if you're into history you're into hauntings and things like that you can't beat it it's so cool and uh and that there's so much history there and it's just you can feel it when you're when you're there you know it's yeah. Really, really amazing. So, yeah, big, big, uh, big fan of Savannah.
0: That's awesome, dude. Um, yeah, I was I'm stoked to finally hear you talk about it. We've kind of held off talking about it so I could be uh, just like our listeners and, and find out about it here firsthand from you. Yeah, it was uh, it's yeah. Kind, of a, kind of in the vein of this, the spirit of the show.
1: Absolutely. And uh, speaking of the show uh, today and spirits. and spirits, absolutely. We have a return guest and she's one of the most requested guests to come back and uh, couldn't be more excited to talk to Bernadette again.
0: That's right. Bernadette Goll, our friend who is the uh, incredible uh, psychic uh, has many gifts and uh, many stories. And uh, she's got some stories to, to share today. And another, and one of the things that she wanted to talk about was kind of how I guess the hierarchy of the realms, or uh, just kind of how things work uh, for her, and using her abilities, and how you know she's, um, you know, kind of grown them and 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 worked them and and customized them to uh, to work in the way uh, that they do for her to you know. So it's it was a really really cool conversation. Again. And we're really happy to, to speak to Bernadette again. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Bernadette, thank you once again for joining
2: us. What's your weird story? Ah, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Well, oh, I shared most of the super scary sh- stories on your on the first episode we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of stories, so it's it's hard to remember. There's one. I can share. Um, I don't think we talked about it in the last episode. On the rare occasion someone will come to me because I do physical healing, alternative health stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a guy come to me, which I won't say his name. I've changed everybody's name in my book anyway, so that I can't be sued.
0: That, yeah, very good. Smart. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um But you I don't have remember to say what it's I called him in protection. the book. So oh, okay. like if you read my book, it may be different than how I refer to him now. Anyways, dude came yeah. to me and he had a lot of problems, physical problems, and had been going to Mayo Clinic. Like, they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. It got to the point he couldn't eat. He was a teacher. He mm. couldn't eat. He couldn't even drink water. Like, this guy was shriveling and there was nothing, they could find nothing wrong with him. And mm. it just happened kind of out of the blue. So he, he was referred to me. Um, and it was for the, the alternative health stuff. Mm-hmm. And up, the minute I saw him, I'm like, "You got friends? Like you got? You got friends?" <laughs> and I was building my home in Colorado. We built this big custom home, and it had just we just got our CO. And this guy's like, "Can you help me?" And I invited him into my home because I was like that back then. <laughs> and he <laughs> stayed with us. Um, and I did seven days of clearing with him. I did all of what I could do to, to quote unquote, do an exorcism. He had several like attachments and possession, like for real. Wow. Um, did all of the, you know, all of the exorcism stuff that I know how to do. We got rid of, we got him able to be be able to eat. He was able to drink. Got rid of everything came down to the last one. <laughs> it's just a little dude. And it was so funny. I had help from my foster daughter. We, were, we had him circled in my kitchen, in my dining room, which we hadn't moved all our furniture in. Lots of room in our house. So we had him in the dining room, had a circle of salt on the floor, we had him in the middle, had candles, put some water bowls. That's used to catch spirits. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, you can use water water to catch them. Wow. And so I look, and I'm like hours of this. I'm exhausted. I think we're on day five. Hours of this stuff. I look over in the dog bowl, and I got this thing that looks like Dobie from Harry Potter. Was it Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, yeah. Whichever one. You know, the, it's not. The house elf. Dobie, yeah. Yeah. So this thing looked like that in the bowl. And I'm like, am I crazy? So I called my foster daughter over, and she speaks fluent Latin. It's one of her languages why someone would learn Latin. But the reason I had her help me, which scarred her for life, unfortunately, (laughs) because she was young, (laughs) that whole experience scarred her for life. But she helped me because she could read the Latin prayers fluently, like it was no big deal while I was doing my own stuff to to get this stuff to happen. It was very cool, sort of. And I look at the bowl of water, and there's Dobie looking back at me, and it looks so innocent. You guys have seen Dobie. Yeah, yeah. He's cute. Yeah.
0: Not in in any way intimidating. Maybe a little bizarre, but, you know, it's not like Gollum, you you know. Exactly. Where it's creepy. Uh, It's definitely more on the kind of, you know, the the friendlier side of that. And it was just
2: a reflection of this Dobie-looking face. And so I called her over and I said, what do you see in the water bowl? And we're talking dog water bowl. Like I used my dog's water bowl. Right. Part of this. And she looked, she goes, oh my God. (laughs) She goes, that thing's not human. And it was, it should not be there. Like, so she backed away. And then I started, started to have a conversation with it while he's laying there. And now this other voice comes out of him that that was scary i thought i'd gotten everything there was a big deep horrible voice that came out horrible voice this guy when i first worked on him and the reason one of the reasons i knew he had some attachments and possession i had him on my massage table When he first came in, and I was just doing basic energy work on him, testing his body, seeing what's going on. Is there a medical issue? I had a machine at that time that I used to hook people up to. It would scan for disease and pathogens and yada, yada, yada. Well, he was not willing to sit on the machine, and he had already had a session from a practitioner who referred him to me. So I was like, fine, get him on my table, start to do energy work. I get to his waist, and this guy's back comes off the table mind you I'm young at this like wet behind the ears still young at all of this only been doing it for like maybe three four years his shoulder blades just the tips of his shoulder blades stayed on the table and the very tips of his heel his whole entire back arched and his head is like hanging there barely touching the table and I'm like holy crap what is happening here yeah yeah so i you know i'm talking to my spirit guys calling in whatever angels and help i can get i'm like i can't what am i supposed to do with this like i can't leave this guy like this he's like humanly you should not be able to do that right yeah you should not be able to just rest on your shoulder blades and your heels yeah that's not normal yeah so I did some prayers at that point. That's when I invited him to say. Did some prayers at that point. He came out of it. He had no idea what had happened.
1: How long had he been like that? Do you know?
2: When he was on my table? Or no, no, no. I mean, just in, up, oh. the stuff?
1: in his life with that no. stuff.
2: It came on like suddenly for, it was like an, uh, maybe in a year. He had battled it and gone to the doctors for six months to a year before he found me. Wow. Yeah. And I was last resort. A lot of people come to me with stuff with health issues that are last resort. So it was not a surprise to me. But I wasn't thinking it was that.
1: Was it like, I'm always curious about this because really my only understanding of possession has to do with being brought up in the church and learning that Basically people that get possessed have are, are, they are possessed or become possessed because they're involved in bad spiritual practice of some sort. not all so how how do you evaluate that like was he a spiritual person how did that how
2: he was open he okay. was not spiritual um, and, and remember I worked with him for seven days. Like, I invited him in my home, worked with him intensely, intensely around the clock for seven days. Um, and there's a lot that happened. So I'll tell you all the little funny stories, not so funny to some people. And they're all in the book, um, most of them. I went, I went in, into depth in his, his case because it was very interesting. So when he came out of it, I asked him, you know, do you know what just happened? <laughs> so I'm still in shock. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, What happened? And then I explained it and I said, Do you ever hear voices? Do you ever feel like you're not in control of your body? Do you ever have conversations happening and you're not in control of them? Like you can't just stop it. It's not just self talk. He said, Sometimes. Well, the more we talked, the more I realized he had undergone some serious trauma in his life. and it started to come back he started to remember the trauma from childhood that had never been dealt with and pretty serious stuff (laughs) and didn't have the tools, didn't have the support Mm -hmm. to deal with it that cracked that door open Yeah, the little dude in the dog bowl he didn't want to let go of when it came down to it that night which is when I finally said then there's nothing more I can do for you he got better but, like, the little dude after the big scary voice, that little one that looked like Doby, he did not want to let go of it. He said that one had been with him his whole life, and that was his friend.
1: Wow. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Damn. So it can happen from trauma. It can happen from serious trauma.
0: That's, I've heard before, where, you know, trauma is, it lowers your your guard and your defense's uh, against that kind of domination, that kind of a thing.
2: So think about um, the the big hauntings that you've, I'm sure, seen on podcasts. I can't remember the name of it. Um, the Parents. Do you remember the Parents? They're the ones that own the actual house, the Amityville Horror. Oh, oh, yeah,
1: oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. So I talked to Andrew Perrin. I read her her take on everything too. Like if you think about it, they were a normal family moving into this home without any understanding of what happened. Slowly things were happening. And they would target, and this is how these energies entities work. They target one person. You start to weaken that one person, you make them scared. You keep them scared. You come into their you know, you you make them lose sleep. Once you're in that place, it pops open a door. So when right. people are in trauma and it's it's just, boom, wide open, and they're in that survival mode all of a sudden, and they have no way to cope with it, yes, they can be. And he already had an attachment. Like, it wasn't possessed. He wasn't possessed when he was a kid, but mm-hmm. he had a little buddy.
1: That's so that interesting. What
2: Was feeding on his energy. <laughs> is there
1: a – it seems like the line between – mental illness or mental whatever you want to call it and and possession they they the that gets blurry and it's always like i know that it's funny because like the catholic church we talked about before they have a division of the catholic church that is like you know, or or a couple of priests, anyway, that are sort of, like, involved in the the delivering of, yeah, of these Jesus entities. Systems, yeah. yeah, and, but then there's a large portion of the church that just doesn't even want to, like, come out and say that that's a real thing. Like, um, but it always gets lumped into, it seems like, mental illness or that, you know what I mean? Like
2: how in do you, how do you western de- culture yeah yeah right clarify that right it does in western culture it does not in all other cultures if you go to indigenous culture no they're checking out what's going on spiritually with this person yeah right. so it's it's mostly western culture and that's just based on the majority of the catholic christian beliefs that don't believe in a lot of things like They don't believe in the afterlife. They don't believe in reincarnation, even though if you read the Bible close enough, it talks about it. (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. So when I look at something like that, I think one of the problems in in the Western culture especially is they don't account for these gifts, these abilities. You know, if you hear voices, if people knew what I saw and heard when I was in high school— and then add on to that, I was severely depressed. I would have been in a hospital. I mean, I was in a hospital. Yeah, yeah. I put myself there, though, because I wanted to kill myself. Mm. But, like, I wasn't there because I was hearing voices. But if they knew, if they knew, yeah. I would have right. been put in a hospital. Sure. Right.
1: Sure. Yeah, I was just re- I just not reading, but I just saw, um, I got on this kick where I was watching that, Who Do You Think You Are? Um, series where they they go back into people's like usually actors uh or famous people they go back and they do their family lineage and they were doing um i can't remember who it was uh but they were uh he was talking about how his family has struggled with um deep bouts of depression like and it goes way back in their family and they trace it back to his great great grandfather who um Basically, he he had an issue where um, he was a, an important person of the town, and then he got into a a uh, fight with someone that got really badly hurt. He was going to go to jail, face jail time. He ends up they end up dropping the charges, but like that started a snowball effect of of him just having lots of issues and he was going to kill himself and he wrote himself a note he, well, he wrote a suicide note and he, he was going to throw himself off of a bridge he throws the he puts it in a bottle and he throws it off the bridge and then he's like I can't do this so he doesn't end up throwing himself off the bridge but somebody got the bottle and really? so, and somebody posted it in the newspaper like the next week oh, or something gosh. and it ruined his life yeah. be, because Depression at that time was looked at as like an awful thing. You don't talk about it. If you do talk about it, they want to put you in a mental hospital. You know, so I, I can understand that for sure. And I other
2: and, cultures actually embrace it. I mean, other cultures have vision quests to go out and find your guidance. Yeah. you know, America's and and Great Britain and the Canada. They just don't support it and they, but so I'm a health an alternative health practitioner right yeah yep. I do biomagnetism is, is what I basically use now um, to help people with chronic health issues and I get huge breakthroughs but it's so funny because I talk to so many clients when I do some health coaching with them if if we're working on getting their chronic illnesses I have to change they have to change what they're eating like they didn't get sick for no good reason yeah of course there's the pathogens we right, treat that. Right. But I, I do a pretty meaty intake with them. And it's funny because think about this. You go to one doctor for your ears. You go to another doctor for your vision. You go yep. to another one for your head, your brain. Right. You go to another one for your teeth. Nobody talks to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like your whole body, your whole being has been compartmentalized. Right. And none of them, none of them ever take into account anything to do with spirituality sure. or the spiritual side because they don't understand it. So why would they?
1: Yeah. Or right? or even just your physical health and how you eat and like these things that all provide, you know, it's it's all like it all works together. and And it's a shame that we're not able to, in this day and age... Put all of that together in one, but you can't say that. in it's look-
2: no, you, you, they, it is put together. It's just not put together by. The healthcare industry, yeah, 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 like, for sure. Western healthcare does not holistically treat people
1: because yeah. they don't, they don't yeah. want, right? Because there's no money in it, or or if you have healthy people around, they're not going to need your services or whatever. You know, I mean, you could go. Yeah, I
2: address all of it. Like, I want to know what's going on with your emotions. I want to know if you've had any trauma because that will affect. Sure. Your yeah. emotions will affect your nervous system. Will then set off a chain of stress response. In the body, but I also want to know like what are your beliefs? <laughs> what are your spiritual bl- do you have a foundation? Have you had weird things occur? You know? Sure. Have you moved into a new house recently and it's keeping you up at night? And lights flicker and all kinds of stuff like that. So with this guy, you know, it was that he had sudden remembrance of trauma. He didn't have mental illness. There was nothing... He was a teacher, for God's sake. I think he was a math teacher, like the most boring teacher to me on the planet. No offense to me.
1: (laughs) Hey, man. I was never good at math, so you didn't offend me. But... uh. Just
0: saying. Well, (laughs) math is about as far removed from, you know... I mean, math... From spiritually...
2: It isn't, though. It isn't. If you do astrology, you don't understand the numbers.
0: As far as in our... The way it's taught... Yeah, In, way it's taught, in so. our system, it is the most, you know, for sure. Two plus
1: two is four, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, and, it's it's very analytical. So this guy, his job was even super right. boring. Like, it was, there was nothing that should have set this off, other than the more I dug, the more I realized, okay, he had this trauma. This has been going on for a long time. And something popped that open. And there it was. Yeah. And then it made him to the point. It, And this can happen. His hair started falling out. He started to get an upset stomach constantly. Mm. You know, knowing what I know now about the body, again, this was 22, 23 years ago. What, Knowing what I know now about how pathogens work, it's more than likely he had Epstein-Barr. And the trauma set that off. And that rippled through, but he did have the spirit because nothing explains the shoulder blades on the table and just the heels. Yeah, Yeah. for a man that's six foot one, yeah, nothing explains that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he also uh, had a side, you know, career in uh, you know, uh, contortionism,
2: yeah, (laughs) maybe. I mean, these are the things that you know. When I tell you guys, like, my life has never been boring, although it's, it seems really tame now. But I'm 56, so it is what it is. But, like, those are the things that I just, all I wanted to do was help people. I didn't know this was all going to be a part of that. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was a trip. But I was never afraid of it, and that's one of the things people need to understand you can't be afraid of this stuff because the more afraid you are, the more that you become a food source
1: right. I have a question real quick. so like in a case like that with this gentleman that you're speaking of, in order for someone like that to get some help and get some true deliverance is 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 there a prerequisite for them to have a spiritual belief of some sort like like they
2: have to believe in something higher yeah. than themselves. Yeah. he was very open. Um, He didn't come from a religious background, but he he did have some belief in alternative health. He had some belief in there's something out there. He didn't have a a solid foundational relationship, but he was at least open. Right. You know, yeah, he was open. And that's all that's required. Like be open and trust me, you know. Right. Well, I
1: think most people are scared of these things that we talk about because we just don't know anything about it. Like we're so even people that are spiritually inclined in a lot of ways. And I'm speaking of maybe Westernized culture. They are like some people are fairly removed from the spiritual side, like saying a prayer and like having positive thoughts. That's great but like really delving into the spiritual matters and like you know
2: spiritual work right
1: right trying to um, trying to be conscious of that kind of, that's a different that's a different thing and i think that we get scared about the things that we don't see so You know, like instead of us understanding them, we run from it, and we think that okay, well, if I can just put a barrier between myself and that, then I don't ever have to think about it. I never have to come in touch with something like that.
2: Except for people watch horror movies, right? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like you you that, like you you watch the scary, ghosty, crazy movies, but you don't think that you need to address this stuff. I mean, it's it is real. You know, it's funny how people want to believe in angels, but they don't want to believe in the other exactly. side
0: of it. Exactly, exactly. Like, right. That's a, that's a big part of it. It's because it's fear, and, you know, fear of the unknown, uh, which. Well, it's you know.
2: what can you do for me? So even in spirituality, and I say, right.
0: this- yeah.
2: I want to get into spirituality and study up and call in archangels and blah, 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 and have them live my life for me and do things for me and give me the lottery numbers. But I'm not willing to look at there's another side of that hierarchy.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: right. The, the hierarchy is pretty interesting when you go for a fifth, sixth, seventh. And I people get all weird with me because they're like how come you only talk about seven dimensions because this could go on infinitely the universe is infinite we have to have a place where we can understand and structure things uh-huh in right did yeah. human understanding and yeah. so the way that i was taught by my guides and spirit was how to how to basically understand the basic hierarchy here we are in third dimension right physical uh-huh. body like full emotions you can hear you can see you can do all those things that's Third dimension fourth dimension is where your hopes and fears reside right this is where our dreams are this is where we imagine stuff but it's also where where we imagine nightmares okay it's also where our fears and the things that we're angry about reside and create all kinds of new realities they're yeah. the what-ifs yeah. right yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. So we, and that's also where a lot of psychics A lot of psychics will read people from the fourth dimension lower And that's one of the lowest levels It's where all the riffraff comes through This is where the demons come through Their fourth dimension Once in a while that fourth dimension in a portal You'll be able to see it from the third dimension With your eyes, right, or hear it But the fourth dimension isn't stuff that you should play with (laughs) Although we do every day we always get stuck. Like we get stuck in fourth dimensional thinking. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm afraid of, I'm angry at, you know, what if. All yeah, that, yeah, that. yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fourth dimension. That's where your ego traps you as well. If you can get to the fifth dimension, that's now where your guides are. Fifth dimension comes from being in a place of love and joy and peace. Love is the fifth dimension. Super simple to understand that, right? But that's where guides are. That's where some of your teachers are. Once in a while, someone who's crossed over, like if you can get your energy high enough, that's when they come through. Mm. But your energy has to raise to that level, right? So, like, you have to be in that state of love. When I was younger, and I couldn't, I can see, I can hear, I can sense. Um, but when I was at my lowest points of life, like when my daughter was abused, there was a couple of years there where I was just a, a bloody mess, mm. and I would write in my journal and I'd be begging and praying and but I was angry at God too because she she got molested, right? <laughs> right? Like, why why is this happening? But there was moments where I'd hit the floor crying in the middle of the night and I'm like, why can't you just appear to me? You know, mm-hmm. why can't you just come? Somebody needs, like, I've got enough on the other side. I've talked to enough of you. When you want messages to come through, why won't you come now? And of course, there's no answer. <laughs> it's quiet. I I'm alone. Right? We've all had those moments. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Right? We're like, or someone dies and you just wish they would come through. Right. Right. They can't come through if your energy is in depression, if it's in sadness, if it's in grief. It's too low. Hmm. So the way it works with spirit, like angels, guides, even those who've crossed over, their energy has to step down from whatever dimension they're in, and our energy has to step up. And then we have to meet them in the middle. And it's never like a crystal clear connection like cell phone to cell phone. You know, you've got to deal with the static in your own mind. And if fear comes in, self-doubt comes in, that stuff just shuts right off, and you can't hear anything. So when I was happy, they'd come back, and I'm like, well, fine day that you're showing up. Now I don't need you. (laughs) Where were you when? Then they started to teach me, well, you've got to get your energy up. We were there the whole time. You just couldn't hear us.
1: That's so interesting. I've never heard anybody explain it like that.
2: I like to simplify things. No,
1: that's really interesting because it does make a lot of sense as far as, like, I've always looked at a practice of like you know religion or, uh, or praying or whatever as like an act of putting your intention into something, and that's kind of what you're talking about. It's like you have It's
2: very to, much what I teach. Like when like I, I run a personal development like deep transformation, get yeah. through your traumas and everything else. But we're doing it every layer, right? right? Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and so when you think about even thoughts. Everything is energy. So if you understand the different levels and layers of energy, now you can affect things, which is why I'm like master manifester teacher on many levels, because I understand, okay, well, you're shooting that I want thing from kind of a happy place. And it's probably hitting into the the fourth dimension. Mm -hmm. It might get there. You might have opportunities come here. You add excitement and love, and I want to serve and I want to add value to people. Now you're up into the fifth dimension. Now you got stuff opening, doors opening that you would not believe. You get up even higher into the sixth dimension, which is where there's more of the ascended masters. There's beings that most people don't even know exist that are healer beings. They're specifically there to help us achieve a higher level of consciousness. And that's your consciousness now, that's where sparks of insight, infinite wisdom, all that connects from there. You're lucky if you get to touch the seventh, which is where source energy is, but man, we get to. Every now and then we will plug in and we will just be there. And we'll have these insights. Einstein had it multiple right. times, right? Where it's right. in Tesla. He's another one. Just yeah. Boom. This huge, look, the equation is solved and there it is. That's when you get to touch that infinite field and that infinite wisdom. So because I understand all of this stuff, and because I've had some help from the other side, <laughs> I'm I'm able to teach it because I've seen it, I've done it, I've lived it. Like I've manifested crazy, crazy things in very short amount of time, because I know what to aim for and I know how to get my energy there, my thoughts there, all of it.
1: Is that so, what? yeah? Go ahead, Adam. Go is ahead.
0: this like so? Is this the place to from where you would be getting like? Like, say so you, you you're you're talking to someone, you're, you're giving advice, or you're, you know, communicating, and you're like saying stuff that like you don't even know where it's come from, and it's and it's like ex- very impactful on them, but also on yourself. Is that always. kind of where that always that that's one from?
2: of the beauties? Yeah. It, okay. and 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 you set you have to set the intention first, like. Um, when I do my program, when I'm coaching people, even when I'm doing private clients and, and coaching them, you know, I, I get out of the way. And what I mean by get out of the way is I shut my ego down, my inner child, and get out of the way, and I'm in receptive mode. And then my voice just goes to whatever's coming in. I don't edit it. I don't yeah. try to filter it. I know because there's a different feeling. People look at me, and I'm not like your typical what they call channeler. Right. Like I, my voice doesn't shake and I don't get all weird and like contort stuff and sound like I'm an alien. Nothing like that. Most people would not know unless they're sensitive. All of a sudden they'll feel a shift.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: My voice picks up by what I'm saying, picks up and I'm just in the zone at that moment. I don't know what I'm saying. Someone will say, can you repeat that? I'm like, no, I really can't <laughs> go back to the recording, you know, right. and those are the. Like I learned a lot in my coaching sessions in my group because I just get out of the way and I channel it through whatever, whatever they need to know right. about their situation. There's always an answer and I choose to bring it through on that level. Wow. Does it happen all the time? No. If I'm tired, good luck. If I'm having a bad day and I can't seem to clear it. No. Yeah,
1: right.
0: get this we call it what's your weird story right but we don't limit it to weird stories it's true sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes sometimes we'll cover some weird news sometimes i'll see one of my oldest dearest friends just Dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories.
1: Helping other people's got to be like I'm thinking about this in terms of like how how humans we've developed these things that we do that help with our focus or help with our karma, maybe even like giving back to one another, helping one another, teaching one another. Um, I know that like, um, it seems to me like that has to have, like it help. it must help you or um, it helps you, it helps, must help you give you guidance whenever you're helping someone, you're being of service to someone in that way. It's like,
2: much easier to get guidance for other people. It's yeah. a, it's a lot of work for me to get guidance for me. You know, the only times that I haven't struggled to get guidance is a in the T P in a Native American church meeting. I don't have to. You know, when we're doing Native American ceremony, and um, there's peyote going around, and right. peyote just like opens up and removes all the oh, inhibitions. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can imagine. And you're in the you spirit, know, you're I don't have moral. to work at it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing for. 12 hours i'm just lit up like a christmas tree and watching the show right and it just comes in super easy so in those times but it's the same thing think about it we're in the teepee. they're all of us and we're committing eight in the evening till eight in the morning in front of a fire on your knees praying right Right. suffering you don't even get water till the wee, wee hours of the morning and you're there for one person Whoever's in the patient's seat, that is who you're there for, and you're praying for them. Everybody's energy is going to them. And so absolutely, it's part of it. Yeah. And I also think that that's why indigenous people have so much more of a connection, because when one's down, the tribe comes together, sure. and we're doing this. Yeah, I was very blessed and lucky that they came into my life in 20. 20- twenty fifteen when I had colon cancer because they accepted me right in. They're like, You're just like one of us. Here, try some peyote. They gave me a ball and they thought I'd throw up because most um Caucasians vomit it. Yeah. So, no, this tastes familiar. You no, know, like we thought so. Yeah. All right, we're gonna help you. I mean they they take on one or two cancer patients a year, if that, because they've got some really superstitions about like their belief system if they do a cancer ceremony for someone and they save their life they have to at least the family that I, I worked with they have to be willing to sacrifice and lose one of the members of their family when I heard that I was like excuse me like no no and the mother the matriarchy of the family she she they all went to her Navajos matriarchy So they went to her, and she said, help her. She was in her 90s. Mm. Um, After my cancer cleared, after my actual meeting, she sat in my meeting, which was like they talked about for weeks. It was a crazy meeting, (laughs) crazy ceremony. Um, After that, it was one month, and she passed. And I was in a meeting with her son. He was doing the meeting. He was the medicine man. I was in a meeting with him and we all knew she was super sick, but I knew the minute she died and she was in the meet in the teepee with us. I saw her the whole night, whole night. I got to feel her pain of breathing wow. the whole night. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. So on peyote, I don't have to work at it, but I mean, I haven't been to a meeting since before, before COVID. Yeah. Since Seattle, So, yeah, it's been 2019 I had my thank you meeting. Mm-hmm. That's the last time I was in a teepee and then everything shut down because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. But, right. But not? they operate at that level. Although I think part of the reason, like I became very good friends. Here's one for you. I became very good friends with um, one of the head brothers. He's very well known, and I'm not going to mention him. Um, his name but because people people are funny like not everybody gets to go to these things spirit just endorsed for me and I had an ex-boyfriend who knew them and personally but we all became family like I love them love them to death he was so taken by like my ability to see he would ask me after the first meeting I attended he said explain to me what you see they didn't tell me anything about the ceremony. I didn't know the protocol. Like, the, the Native American church protocol in the TB, it's tight. right? Like, it's tight. You can't mess with anything. There's a certain way you have to walk. There's a certain, like, you can't walk past the drums and, and the instruments and the medicine. They're like, they're, it's tight. So I am feel like a little kid in there, like, I don't want to mess this up. But he, he was very taken by the fact that, like, I could see everything that was going on in there, and I understood the symbology of it. He said, we've never met someone who's never been a part of this that could come in here. I want to know more. So then he he took me to Canada. We went to Canada together um, just back in, twenty. I think it was like right before COVID, 2019, We went to a—he was doing a ceremony up there, and I lived in Seattle. At that time, I'd moved up there. Some people up there that were running meetings with hippies, and they were not clean, clear, very well known. We got up there and all kind of things started going wrong with the whole thing. It was flooding rain into the TV, People that were in there, young people, all just tripping. They're just there to trip. Right. Yeah. right. yeah. Or, and I started getting really bad vibes. Come to find out, like I told him, like, we got to get out of here. Like, this place is flooding. Nothing's working. I had a bad feeling. We need to leave. So, and he was supposed to run another meeting the next day. And I was like, "We got to go." And I was driving, so I was like, "We're gonna get we're gonna get stuck here if we don't leave." And they said, "I'll tell you the rest in the car." And he brought me so that I could tell him what I saw. Turns out, the guy that brought him in, that has been running these meetings up there, quote, air quote, meetings, up there, he's a murderer. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow. uh, yeah, because. I kept telling them what I was seeing, and, and we were driving back. We had a good three-, four-hour drive from Vancouver to, to Seattle, and I was like, you have to stay away from these people. Well, they want to come to Arizona. I'm like, don't let them. You keep these people away from your family. You protect your family from these people. Like, there is no good in this. Yeah. And so— the next morning, before he left to go home to Arizona, I sent him a text with an article, and I went, "This is what I, this is what I picked up." And he, the guy's not using his real name; he's using a different name. Oh wow! I just, I just, spirit led me to the information so that I could show wow. him I'm not being crazy here and paranoid. Like this is a bad dude. He Killed a taxi driver. Wow. Yeah, like <laughs> no good reason, and he's hiding in Canada. And he was a U.S. citizen. Wow. Wow. So in those cases, you know, I always get stuff for other people. Sometimes I do for me. I have a lot of stories in my book about weird crap that, you know, has happened for me. But it's usually there's a broader picture and it has to do with more people than just me.
1: Right. Right,
2: harder for me to get stuff for me. Sure, but I do get it in my journal. Like the the easiest way for me to get stuff is just to write to spirit, or just sit on my back porch, which I call like the TV screen to God, because like animals will show up, birds. Birds always talk to me. I do you? Yeah. Uh, go ahead.
1: No, well, I, I was just gonna say that um, the the discipline aspect of spirituality is something that I think can't be, um, emphasized enough. I think that that is, there's something to that. Like, you know, you have to, you look at like Buddhist monks and, and, um, their whole purpose and, and what they're trying to do. Um, you think about the Bardo and the, after you, after you pass the, you know they, they believe that there's a there's a there's there's a series of days that you have to spend in this what sounds to me like the fourth dimension world. You get or, or, or it's one of these dimensions where you're getting just bombarded with uh, entities and thoughts, and how you react to those thoughts determines where you end up in the next realm. And it's
2: more determined before you die.
1: Well, I think it's interesting that they spend their whole life preparing for that moment and getting themselves ready by deep meditation and practice and discipline. And and it's very intriguing to me because I practice martial arts seriously. And, and I found that within myself, I can't get anywhere without being very disciplined and like True. I just find there's a spirituality connection there that you get that I never f- could foresee that would happen through that practice. But the more that I do it, and the more I listen to people like you talk, it like really starts to make sense. I ran, so what is
2: spirituality?
1: Well, I unfortunately my spirituality was ruined through uh, my childhood and and just. I still have a negative connotation with religion, which is not spirituality. Um, As I've gotten older, spirituality for me has taken on maybe a a bit different meaning. And it to me means just kind of being mindful and like being receptive to Mm. things or, or that I can't explain um, for me. That's for me. Um,
2: So what I, the way that I understand, because I had the same religious dogma breakdown, (laughs) And rejection, yeah, right. Um, for me, because I don't know if it's because I was born with these gifts wide open. The gifts, my gifts wide open, have to do with my grandmother, my dad's mom, who was like that. A, but I've come to believe through all of my healing of my own traumas and and abusive childhood, has to do with the fact that they were survival mechanisms, right. and so it, I was just ripe for it you know but i do have the heart to want to help yeah, the world sure. like i'm just that's my personality and i'm a sage With a Pisces moon, there's never any mistakes, you know, what that means for people that don't understand astrology, Sagas are optimists. We are like the truth seekers, the philosophers, the the ones that take action on everything, and then Pisces is the sign of the psychic (laughs) in my moon, which rules your intuition. It rules your emotions. So I've just naturally been attracted um, to all of this stuff. It's always been a part of my life, but just... To me, spirituality, if you look at all of the Eastern studies, what exactly are they studying? They're studying the self. Right. They're controlling the mind. Yeah. You're controlling your body. You're learning how to connect to things outside of you. And to me, spirituality is the understanding that there's greater connection far beyond this planet, far yeah. beyond just our bodies, our, our five senses. Even beyond just like people stop it. Well, I want to I want to learn how to read tarot cards and up my intuition. Okay, but why do you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Why do? You, is it just for parlor tricks? Because you can give readings from tarot cards and they can be complete projections, reading into the fourth dimension. You screw somebody's life up because they believe you and you haven't done your own work. Right. And so you're filtering in your own opinions and your own biases. So literally, I think spirituality is a much bigger, broader subject that encompasses the understanding of who we are in the whole scheme of everything.
1: Right. Yes, exactly. Yes. That is.
2: However that that, works for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. As you were, I was, because when you asked Barry that question, I'm trying to, I was thinking about it myself, and trying to find that, you know, I guess the the broadest stroke to cover it. And it's exactly what you said. It's trying to figure out where you are in all of this and accepting that, you know, there's so much more beyond and that everything is connected. Right. So, it it's, so you know, much. I mean, yeah. And then right. all systems of belief, all religions, all you know, theologies, you know, there's when you boil it down to the bones, it's that's what it's all about. It's all about, you know, being in the universe, being of the universe, being being the universe, and the common thread of course keeping it all together is love. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean it's just so like the eastern stuff, you know, I I don't fully understand how how each Religion and belief system over their works. Because if you go from one Asian culture, like Chinese to Korean to Japanese, they have very different um, ceremonies with death, Mm -hmm. all very respectful. Yeah, right. Very respectful, but their beliefs are very different. And how they do their ceremonies um, are different, but very similar also to the indigenous. I think Western culture is probably one of the worst kind of representations of how to send somebody off but i'm not afraid of death it's so hard for me to <laughs> when someone someone tells me yeah i lost somebody and I, you know i want to say i'm sorry for your loss but that's as far as it can go because i'm thinking they just graduated lucky them. Right. you have no idea what's beyond <laughs> this stuff right right like when people come through when i do a mediumship reading I've had 70 year olds come through dressed and appearing in their 40 year old bodies or their 30, whatever, whatever age that person thought they looked the best, were the best. That's how they present themselves in vision. It's always funny. Yeah. And sometimes they'll come through like little kids. It's like, wow, that's when you thought you were your best. (laughs) Right. You know? They but don't that's come sad. through a seventy year old grandma once in a while so that someone can really recognize them. Right. right. Yeah. But usually they're coming through and they, they're in their prime. But whenever they consider themselves to be in their prime, that's how they show up. Hmm. That's interesting. But we're not like that's we're not holding the physical three D image of ourselves once we cross over either. Right. Look any kind of way. You know, now sure. you're just energy and and consciousness.
1: Yeah. I think that's when it comes down to it too that's like the thing that's what it is it's like it it this world is so strange that we inhabit because it's strange on a lot of different level, levels but mostly because we are inhibited by our own brain size and what we can take in what we what what our brain can do what it can compute what we understand right now um It can only be what we can understand. And and there's a lot of things out there that we just don't understand. Um,
2: The biggest inhibitor, I think, for human beings that I've found, and something that I've been working on with spirit for most of my life, but for sure the last 30 years, is understanding the role of the ego. Because people, I think, don't understand what ego is. A hundred percent. And they don't understand, like, ego is what gives you free will. Right. So don't complain. Right. <laughs> that's that veil that people talk about. Oh, when the veil drops and you're born, guess what the veil is? It's your ego. Right. It's your survival brain. And that's it's, right. Yeah. It's rational mind.
1: Yeah. Saying
2: yep. I'm going to keep you alive. That's what that is. But it will also sabotage you if you let it. Yes. Right. Right. That's tricky. But the ego has to always believe it knows everything. And if you're operating an ego and it's, I got to prove something, I got to show them I'm so smart. You can't get the other mind expanding information or heart expanding information.
1: It's, it's like having to eat, you know, it's like food. The ego is like food in that, like you have to have an ego to live and to survive. Mm -hmm. But that ego, if you let it go unchecked, can, can become a very obese uh cumbersome lying entity and that is the crux of the human condition man and that is Absolutely. I think that like as we've as modern man I I'm so excited that we're alive today and then there's a lot of negatives but at least now we can have these conversations it's like we can we can we can we can step into each other's worlds for a second and I can understand where you're coming from. And I can, I can, we can have a conversation about these things that like are mind expanding and that can like break down some of those walls that we all have. And we all have them, you know, like we do. no matter what religion or whatever thing that you belong to, whatever your belief system is, we all have a set of rules that we live our lives by. And it's nice to be able to speak to someone else outside of our own sphere of people that we keep, you know, to get fresh information. Um, and I think it's a wonderful thing. And I think that like the more that people can learn about these kinds of things, a lot of people out there that are afraid to think about these things. I could tell you that like, I, when I, in my early twenties, I was so afraid to say to myself, I'm not a Christian. Like Mm -hmm. I could not bring myself to say that. And I still have a weird time with it. And I'm not saying that I'm not a Christian. I'm saying I was born and raised in that world. But like, and that's still a major fundamental part of me. But it's so much more than that. It's life is so much bigger and more broad than that. And I'm not, there's a lot of great things that, you know, people that are brought up in that world. Um, there's a lot of great things that come from it. But um, when you when you grow up in a time frame before the internet you know, and before we could share these kinds of conversations, um, it could be negative. Also, it could be pretty negative. See,
2: if you think about like what, uh, even the crux of of the dogma of religion and why why it has such a hold over people where they can't see outside, it's operating on fear. Right. All the teachings, yes. all of the dogma, all of the rules—it's all operating in a place of fear. It's all coming from ego. Right. Like, I believe in Jesus 100%. Christ. And that is not what he, he taught. Right. That is not where he walked. Right. Like, he was crucified because he was different, because he saw things, because he knew things. Right? Like, if he was yep. walking the earth now, they'd kill him and say that he was possessed, too. Oh, absolutely. So, open your mind, because anything that's operating in fear and ego, there's a problem there. Like yeah. it's gonna trip you up, right? And it's not gonna allow you to love, and then you're not living your best life, and then you get to go through the lessons of the afterlife, whether that's a week in the bardo, or you know you're slung back into a life on earth.
1: Yeah, you come back as a worm or something, you know.
2: Doubtful, you come back into a war-torn country with bombs going off. Yeah, that's, mm.
1: that's worse. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. who knows? I know, man. I'm grateful.
2: So- to, to be here. Yeah, me too. And, and I understand past lives. Like, I'm not afraid of those either. People are so afraid of it. Like, you think that's evil too? Like, what's so evil about past lives? Right. I don't get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, Fuck. I think questioning things and having... That's the biggest thing that I got from growing up is that, like... Like when you ask the question, "Well, why?" that just doesn't make sense. Well, just shut up. That's what I told you. You know what I mean? Like that kind of attitude mm-hmm. is. Uh, and maybe that's the wrong. See me even saying that. I think I'm trying to. I'm I'm trying to maybe put something on it that it's not. Maybe that you know. Maybe my experience was just a bad experience, but you should you should question things and and you should have these discussions with people because it helps inform what you believe. Mm-hmm. It either reinforces what you believe or you take on a different perspective, you know? yeah,
2: and you I should, don't want people to should, think either that like I've you know, I've had some crazy, wild, paranormal type experiences, what people call paranormal or supernatural experiences since I was born. Um, and it isn't like I have not been skeptical or doubt in the things that I've heard or, or seen, right? I mean, yeah. I've listened to voices that told me five years before I moved to Colorado that in five years you're moving to Colorado. Now, I was born and raised in California, was living in Seattle at the time, and I'm like, that's not happening. A, I'm part Hawaiian. Like, I am born and bred to be in the sun, and I've never been around snow, except for Big Bear one time.
0: Mm, yeah. That's
2: that's just not gonna happen, Right.
0: but right. nice.
2: And then five years came, <laughs> My business got destroyed in one day from an alcoholic boyfriend of mine. And they're like, it's time to go. Are you ready to go? And I'm like, what? And I moved somewhere I'd never been to before, sight unseen, making three phone calls, found a house to rent, horses and all, moved, with a kid, as a single mom. And wow. people thought, there she goes again, listening to those <laughs> voices. But it was that faith that I knew if mm-hmm. I didn't listen to it, my life was going to spin out of control. So, I I mean, I, I sacrificed a lot. I lost a lot in my business because I had a, a horse boarding and training facility. I trained hor- horses at the time. Gave all that up. Walked away. Paid all the bills off. Moved. Started my life over. Based on voices in my head. Wow. Wow. But that was the best move of my entire life, and man, I wouldn't take it back. That's great. Now, if I thought rationally, this is crazy, I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be doing this, probably be, I probably wouldn't even be here right now. Like, things were, were, I imagine, not listening to that voice, those voices, that instruction, even with a five-year warning, and they always do that to me. They give me five years when it's something major. Thankfully, I don't have a five-year warning right now, (laughs) We've had a few of them, and that was one of them. And if you open yourself to that possibility, get your ego out of the way. Get up into love. Stop being afraid. Like, that's the one thing I want everyone to understand. There is nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. Because dying is not even scary. Right. Like, that's graduation.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's... um... It's hard because I think, you know, people find themselves in situations that they can't control. And, you know, they wonder why they're not getting the answers. And um, it's hard to be patient as a human. Yeah.
0: uh, Well, we always want answers immediately. And we're only getting worse with that, wanting immediate results. Yep. You know, and and not, you know, it's nothing, you know... Nothing good comes easy, you know, and that's one of those things that I, you know, was told when you're, you know, when I was young, you know, it's like, you've got to work for the good things. You've got to work for things to happen. In you know, for positive things that happen, you got to put the work in. Not everybody's you know going to stumble into uh, the you know fortune, or you know, or you're not going to be set up for life when you're born. You know, you've got to put the work in, you've got to put effort yep. and intent into right. making things happen in your life, and you know, and you've got to listen, like you said, you got to listen to your gut, you got to listen to your the, you know, the voices. Or whoever it is that are necessarily, as long as it's positive, you know. Like, don't listen to the
2: ones that tell you to kill somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't listen. No matter who it is, they're trying to get you to kill. You know, don't just don't do that for sure. Please. Um, you know, but uh, you know, and that's the thing. It's like you've got to put. It's you know, life isn't easy, but you know, you've got to have patience, and you have to let things happen as they're meant to happen, as they will happen, you know, in life. You can you can do things to accelerate that movement or whatever, but still you've got to have to have the let things play out as, you know, I guess as the universe intends. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, the best the best thing that I ever learned in a religion about that was in the Kabbalah where they teach, you know, you're either immediate gratification or long-term fulfillment and happiness yeah. which one are you choosing yeah. and most people are like immediate i want yeah. immediate yeah man right Hell and then yeah. you crash and, and I, I like know. like that you got to go through the suffering maybe bypass the immediate but the long-term so much more worth it well and yeah.
1: people people just aren't interesting if they haven't gone through hardship and i'm sorry to say that but like <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it builds character. Yeah. Like I, I have, I have always got along with people that have like had really rough backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you just, cause I know they're real. You know what I mean? Uh, and they're, and, and for, in a lot of ways, I think they're, you know, the most loyal people you'll find are people that have struggled, because they know what it's like to be, on the receiving end of you know not a lot of great things and so yeah i think And they
2: would, won't judge you.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah 100%. I think that's important, you know. So yeah. amazing. You're always so interesting to talk to and uh you know we appreciate you doing this. Um Thank you. We want to talk about. I'm gonna your...
2: have my own podcast.
1: Oh, good, good. Yeah. Let's talk. Let, how, what are, do you have plans on that, or are you rolling with? Yeah. That? Okay. I,
2: I um I have a producer. Great. Like a radio producer, even like Great. he he's gonna be producing my show. We're recording the first episode, Friday. Great. Um, it's going. We already have the name, so it's you'll be able to find it. The Gold Factor. Great. Summon greatness. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. Because my name's Bernadette Gold. Wonder, wonderful. So that should be up. We should be releasing the first few episodes sometime in by my goal is by the month of October. Because okay. I have a lot of fun this month. But um, yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna try and get some real high end guests and we'll talk about all the things, like great. spirituality, personal growth, all the things.
1: I think that's a great idea because you have yeah. so
0: much to offer. Yes, indeed,
2: and it tells you're
0: a storyteller as well. Yeah, Um, and you know we love that, Um, and we've made a promise to you that we're both going to uh, um, listen to the audio book, and then we're going to do a book report um, and back in you know and you can have my
2: producer listen to it. (laughs) <laughs> and he's, mind you, I mean, he's a veteran in the radio industry, used to be a de- uh, radio show host, talk show host yep. in L.A. Nice. And he goes, Bernadette, I do rom-com, and I'm reading your book, and I'm like 60% through, and it's, it like, I can't put it down, but is there a happy ending? (laughs) You've been through so much and it's so intense, like so intense. I'm like, yeah, I know you're going to laugh. You're going to cry. You're going to be mad at people. Right. But, and I, yeah, there's a happy ending, but it's like right at the end.
1: Well, that's what was my life. Yeah. Right. That's what makes you who you are. and, and, and you know, you have so much knowledge to share with people and you have, you've had to have gone through a bunch of stuff to get there. And
2: I, well, you have to go through stuff to have the seeker mindset. Yeah. I want the answers now. Right. You know, I mean, I unfortunately, there's been many times in my life that I'm like, either tell me now or I'm out. Right. I, I didn't have a problem checking out. Yeah. And then I became a mother and I was like, oh, I can't leave anymore. So I guess I have to learn these things like in a big way and apply them now. Right. And it's not as hard as people think. I mean, life is pretty magical when you right. actually
1: figure it out. Right. When you embrace it, <laughs> when you just like take it on. Yeah. it's That's, that's a great message. It's a great message. Well, okay, so how can people get in touch with you other than the podcast or any other ways people can contact you, Facebook, all the G. Facebook,
2: um, The Gold Factor on Facebook. You can go to my website, BernadetteGold.com. If you want to read the book, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. You can find it on Spotify, actually, (laughs) like all the places. The title, once again. Uh, The Crooked Path to a charm Life. A Perfect. clairvoyant yeah. medium's journey to embracing her gifts. So yeah. there we go. All
0: right. So Weirdsville, um, you can go and you can find that, or you can listen to that, and you can join the the book club, uh, and we can, you know for when we discuss it.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I want to I wanna listen to the book club commentary. I want to see what you guys
1: think. Great. Yeah. Awesome. great. awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, we, you know, we can we can we, if you want it uh, live in person. Ah, uh, we can have you back. Otherwise, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll gush and uh, and yeah, I'd love to. Things. That'd be fun. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, we're looking forward to the podcast and uh, and and uh, and speaking to you again because it's always just such an enriching uh, conversation and and such a joy.
2: Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Bernadette. Have a good night.
2: You too. Take care.
1: Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store.
0: Our merch store.
1: I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get what's your weird story merch?
0: Huh. How do we get that what's your weird story merch?
1: What's dash your spelled Y-E-R dash Weird dash? Story dot myspreadshop dot com
0: That's what's dash your spelled Y E R dash Weird Dash Story dot dot com
1: That's correct. Get in touch with us. Go buy some merch. We got some cool
0: stuff. Yeah, dude. And you know what? if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen. Always
1: fun to talk to her and you know also always interesting to learn things and especially when you're talking about possession stories.
0: Definitely. Um that would have been I don't that's, that's an epic story. Uh and and you know, the weird little creature reflection, the Dobi Dobby reflection, the house elf in the uh uh the 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 water there and yeah. with her daughter and everything going on. Really, really wild, man. Yeah. And you know, her just kinda taking it on herself her early days in her uh psychic career. Uh, doing that, just really, just bold, man. She's just bold, you know, just brave. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just, you know, always brings some good stories and educates us. Uh, just Big time. So, so enlightening. This. Yeah. conversation that we had thank you Bernadette again uh you know for for doing that for being and sharing with us and kind of uh giving us kind of an idea of uh the things beyond that we're just uh not plugged into I guess, yeah no,
1: yeah you know? for sure yeah no it's been I really feel like the last couple of months for me have been education in absolutely psychic world where like you know, having someone explain these, you know, these these different tiers of of spirits and uh, uh, worlds that exist that normal people you just don't get to hear that, and so I, I'm really appreciative of someone like her that can explain that that to us, and uh, and that that way we're able to, when we can speak to somebody that does what she does, we kind of you know we know what questions to ask or. At least we've heard, you know, I I get the feeling that most psychics, most people with these gifts, like they all kind of work in their own way. And but there's sort of a a thread that is running through a lot of their stories. And it's just it's always a good thing whenever you can learn and and, uh, understand a little bit more about where they're coming from. So we we appreciate it. And uh, we would love to hear your stories. If you're a medium, even if you're not a medium, if you're just a normal person that has had weird things happen to them, or, or funny things happen to you, and I know that that pretty much covers everyone on the planet, uh, we know that everyone's got at least one good story. We'd love to talk to you. Please get in touch with us.
0: That's right. We'd love to hear all your stories, uh, and you know, either face to face over our, our our Skype. Type interviews, or you can email us writing in your stories. You can send those to uh, our email, w y w s at gmail.com. Uh, you can also contact us through our social media on uh, Facebook and Instagram and um, uh, X Twitter, Twitter X X, whatever it is now. Um, you can get a hold of us there too. Uh, all good ways to contact us. And we would love to hear your stories. And if you're interested in hearing uh, more, uh, or from Bernadette, or reading more, you can go and you can find, uh, as we spoke about her book, um, which is the uh, the crooked path to a charmed life, a clairvoyant medium's journey to embracing her spiritual goals uh, it's by bernadette gold and you can find audiobook um, you can go you can get a book book a paperback an ebook all that stuff um, you can go to her website which is bernadettegold.com and um follow her on our social medias and we got more uh, this month is this spooky month, but for us, it's almost psychic month. We've got we've talked to a lot of uh, psychics recently, and it's been really cool because, you know, again, we're learning a lot about this subject that, you know, a lot of people just kind of brush off or kind of poo poo on. Um, but, you know, it's it's. It's amazing to hear the stories that we hear and uh, these just experiences that people have had. Joining us next week uh, from just up the road in Columbus is Marie and uh, Sheep Band. Marie's got some incredible stories. We're going to have Marie back as well just for her family stories. Absolutely. Uh, But uh, you'll have to uh, find out more uh, next week. Uh, and on, on the same regular uh, station time, well, not station, same your platform, your podcast catcher platform, wherever you listen to us, uh, you can you'll be able to find us again next week here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Uh, we we heart you, we heart you um, a lot, and uh, we'll see. You. We're not, we're not, we won't see you. We're not, you know voyeuristic or nor do we have clairvoyant type powers or clairvision powers where we can see without seeing uh, without using our eyes we don't have that kind of ability so don't worry about we're not astro uh, perfs Uh, but uh, anyway uh, we'll see you then Uh, be safe be weird as always if you have a weird story we want to hear it if you have a lot of them